Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to share my experiences with putting my son on a low chemical diet, why I did it, how it went, and what was the result. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop, everyone. What a podcast show this is going to be today. I am going to bear my parenting soul to you about the journey I went on with my son Carter, who you've heard on the show before, when we put him on to a low chemical diet. Now, in the next episode, we're actually going to talk to Carter again about his perspective of this and um, and how he found the process. It's It certainly has not been smooth sailing. But for those of you tuning in to The Daily Dollop today, my name's Kate Freeman. I am a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And I'm also a mum. I'm a mum of two kids. And so being a parent is one of my roles in life. And, you know, it is not easy. Being a parent is probably the most challenging thing that I do. It's obviously super rewarding as well, but it's it's really hard and I've I've got two kids who could not be more different as I'm sure those of you who have multiple children know how crazy it is to have like these same kids right and they came from they come from the same two parents and they're raised in the same house and that yet they're so different and so yeah I just want to talk through the process of putting my son onto this low chemical diet why we did it and 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 what sort of led us to this point and where we are now. And, you know, I it's always challenging when you're a parent and you're in the company of other people and there's this one kid who's running around like a maniac, like hitting other children, not on purpose, but just he's just really full on, He, you know, and the kids looked at him the wrong way or he's, you know, pushing bigger kids, acting like he's got a V8 turbo engine strapped inside of him. Well, um, that's my son. And he'll tell you as well that he is high energy and it frustrates him as well. But he's been hard work from day one in that way. Like as a baby, he was difficult to settle for sleep. He was more difficult to feed. You know, when he was a toddler, we fought over everything putting shoes on, taking shoes off, having a bath, leaving the park, you know, eating food. And I know that toddler tantrums are are super normal, but I just feel like they were just 10 times more exaggerated with him than with his sister. And so he just went through life differently. And I think the challenge of having the second kid is that they are, whether you want to or not, compared to the first one. And I have as I've moved on in my parenting, found it more and more valuable to just assess my kids as their own individual human, as opposed to just expecting one to follow the other, right? And having these expectations on them that they don't even know about. And just 
you know, accepting them for who they are. But of course, in the early days of being a parent, I was just like, because he was so different to my first kid, I was just like, whoa, like what is wrong with him? Um, but what what I found was because I was I found his behavior so challenging and and it was so different and I felt like I it, I was doing something wrong that I I stopped doing life like I stopped going to friends houses because he would get too rough or too energetic you know he would overwhelm my friends who didn't have kids because he was just like you know really high energy and active um, you know, we'd frequently catch up and he'd upset another child, you know, and I've endured many a, a, a lecture very patiently from other mothers who are upset with my son's behaviour and and that kind of thing. And I have always tried to ensure that he's well behaved and and stuff, but it was it's been really, really hard. So when he was around eight years old, you know, I'd gone through many an email from his teacher at school and you know, teachers were basically like, he's not nasty, naughty. He's nice, naughty, which was an interesting description from his kindergarten teacher. You know, other teachers are like, he's just high energy. It's like he's just got, you know, an engine inside of him that just needs to cool his jets sort of thing, like calm your engine kind of deal, right? But, you know, by the end of year three, his teacher was pretty much like his teacher that year was just like, look, school's just going to be hard for him. And he's just going to have to endure it. And I was just like, I don't know if, if I'm okay with that. Um, and I thought the poor kid, he's really struggling because, yeah. And, I, you know, he's not deceitful or manipulative or nasty, but he's high energy and he's crazy, crazy and he's loud and he's irritable and then he gets angry and then he gets anxious and he's enthusiastic and energetic and vibrant. And anyway, I felt like a bad mum overall. I felt like it was my fault you know, and so I, I try harder, more couch time, more cuddles, more talks, more incentives for good behaviour, you know, more boundaries, more structure, more routines. I've read so many parenting books. I've even had other people give me parenting books and be like, oh, this might help you. Um, and I've cried, I've prayed and and I've just become that two things have been, been key for me. One is actually deciding that his hype, his loud car person impersonations, you know, he, his super expression of how he feels when he's excited or happy or even when he's anxious, it's just who he is. And to just to just accept his behavior as what it is and and to not put him in a box of having to be a certain way. But the other thing is I did actually put him on a low chemical diet. And so I just felt like, you know, after I went on this journey with him, like as he was growing and maturing, that I saw this really like caring, affectionate and sensitive boy, right, who was actually starting to really struggle with his self-esteem. And the tipping point for me was an incident at his grandparents' house where he sort of got excited and stood up on his chair at the dinner table. And yelled or something, but not like rude. He just got excited and happy. Um, combined with some meetings at school in the same week, you know, we're just correcting his behavior so much that he would start to say things like, I'm just a bad boy and I can't be good. And, and then one evening we were talking to him about being rough with other children and how it's not okay. 
He was really angry and wound up and it was like the third conversation we'd had to him this week. And I asked him, I was like, Carter, buddy, what are you angry at the most? I said, are you angry at me? Are you angry at the other person or are you angry at you? And through sobs and big fits of tears, he pointed to himself. And my heart broke and I was just like, this kid, he is acknowledging the fact that he knows he's really high energy, but it's just this impulse control for him. And then he immediately is angry at himself because he's, he feels like he can't, I don't know. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, poor kid, I got to help him. So one of my dietitians on my team, Michelle Bullman, she is a pediatric dietitian and she also specializes in the low chemical diet. She's an absolutely stunningly amazing woman. And I've been working with her for nearly four years now and I love her. She's amazing. She um, was talking to me about her daughter being very similar behavior to Carter and putting her on the low chemical diet and it coming out that she was intolerant to amines. And so I was just like, oh, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to try it. Um, And so the low chemical diet is developed by the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. It's an elimination diet, but it's not about like sugar or healthy or unhealthy foods. It's all about reducing food chemicals known as salicylates, amines and glutamates. And these chemicals occur naturally in lots of whole foods and they can also be added to processed foods and so these chemicals as we eat the foods that contain them just slowly start to build up in the body for most people this doesn't affect them at all in individuals however who are intolerant to these chemicals just have these much lower thresholds of tolerance which means that even a small amount of these chemicals that add up over the foods that they're eating over time just tips them over this threshold and they start to experience symptoms. Now, the symptoms of a chemical intolerance are really wide and varied. They include skin irritation, gastrointestinal upset, behavioral issues and irritability, um, sinus issues and headaches. So basically the process is that you follow the low chemical diet strictly for four to six weeks. All high chemical foods are completely out. So it's really strict, like a super tough diet to follow. After that time, you hopefully experience a decrease in symptoms. And then the next step is to follow a challenge protocol. So one, you can't follow the low chemical diet forever because it's actually too restrictive. You know, it's, be, it's very, very difficult to <laughs> provide the nutrition, the health um, from required, right, from such a restrictive food group of foods you can eat. So one by one, you start to add foods back in to the diet, testing one chemical group at a time. And as you systematically add them back in, you keep a food journal, you track your symptoms. And if you react, you, you then know because you're being systematic about it, the chemical that you're intolerant to And if you do the challenge protocol correctly, you also know how much of each chemical you can tolerate. So it is best to follow the diet under the supervision of an experienced accredited practicing dietitian. So make sure you find one that knows this diet really, really well. Like I said, Michelle Bullman knows it really, really well at my practice. I'm actually not an expert in this area as well. So I chatted to her regularly as I did it. 
Um, the other thing is it's not suitable for everybody to follow um, and there's a number of things that you need to sort of check in with with the dietitian before embarking on the diet. So make sure you do that. Don't just Google it and do it. That would be a bad idea. Um, we want to try and keep the diet as balanced as possible throughout this time because um, it's it's a really restrictive restrictive process. The other thing that the dietitian can help you do is go through the challenge protocol really systematically so you can track everything carefully and and get the outcome because the whole point of the diet is to one, figure out what food chemical you're intolerant to and two, what your threshold is or what your child's threshold is, like how much can they tolerate. So if you're thinking after listening to this episode that your child might benefit from this process, great. Just don't go rushing into it because it was like crazy hard. And I'm a nutritionist, like I know what I'm doing with food and it was brutally difficult. Um, And one of the challenges was just getting the family on board. So I'm a huge believer in everybody eating the same food. You know, even when you've got a fussy eater, the fact that different family members eat different things at different meals is not generally a great way to foster long-term healthy eating habits um, in individuals. Um, It also, you know, it often fosters more fussy behaviour. And, you know, there's nothing worse in a family unit than one family member being sort of singled out and eating something differently. I'm I'm all for everyone eating the same meal. And so him him being Carter going on the low chemical diet meant that all of us (laughs) went on this low chemical diet for all the meals that we ate together. There were kickbacks from my daughter because she was just like, this is so unfair. Why do I have to, you know, eat like this and, and not be able to eat all these foods? Um, my husband, he experienced some gastrointestinal upset just with the change in the way that I was cooking and prepping food because um, he's got, you know, some sensitive guts. I found myself cooking new meals pretty much at every meal. So the the mental exhaustion of having to, one, find new recipes that everyone would eat, two, follow a recipe that I've never done before, so have to really pay attention, three, you know, write my shopping list. I had to change everything about the way we did food in our home and it was <laughs> so exhausting. And And this is why, you know, strict diets don't last because to make such drastic changes is is super, super hard. Um, so here is a checklist of things you need to think about on, on deciding whether this solution is right for you. The first one is, is your child a fussy eater? If they are, don't do this diet. It's too restrictive. Work on improving the fussy eating first. And that's something that you can work on with Michelle. What if you're a fussy eater and you want to do the low chemical diet for you because you're experiencing some symptoms that you think might come down to that. You need to work on your fussy eating as well because, yeah, if you can't stick to the the diet, it's there's no, it's not worth doing it. Um, if there's no fussiness, then let's proceed to the next step. So next in the checklist is: Have you ruled out any underlying medical conditions for the symptoms with your GP? No. 
If that answer is no, don't do this diet. You need to go see your GP, see if there's anything else, like rule out any other diseases or gut disorders or ADHD or mental health issues, right? Any other cause of the skin conditions or behavioral issues before you embark on this. So my son did not have any of, apart from like being high energy and seeming hyperactive, he's not an ADHD diagnosis candidate. There was nothing else going on. He was perfectly healthy. Um, and, and so we were felt confident that we could proceed with the diet. Next step is, do you have the capacity in your life to follow a diet and a really, really strict one for the next 12 weeks? You know, are there birthdays and holidays and things coming up that could make this difficult? Don't do it. If the next 12 weeks for you are brutal because you're busy and things are happening, don't do it. Just seriously, don't do it. It's just too hard. You need to make sure that you've got the space in your life to to concentrate on the major changes that you're going to have to make with food so that you can really focus on it and make it worth your while and for your kid if you're doing it for your kid. And lastly, is your child's behaviour just kids being kids? If your answer is yes, don't do this diet. No kid is perfect. Heck, even adults have tantrums, right? And and this was one of the things that I have found just on my journey of being a parent and I'm certainly not perfect but it's just trying to rid myself of expectations of how my child is supposed to behave. You know, at the end of the day, I want my kids to grow up and become adults who are loving, respectful, who think about others, you know, who contribute to society. And that's it. If they, you know, want to yell and scream because they're excited about different things, they'll eventually learn the socially acceptable ways of expressing how they're feeling but I'm going to love and accept my kids for no matter what and and that's been a real just journey for me in my parenting of of not putting Carter in particular into a box of how he should behave and just you know helping him learn appropriate things for different situations but also just like giving him the freedom to just be who he is um but if you kind of feel like the level of hype, crazy or irritability and wound up behavior isn't normal like I was feeling, then you may benefit from the diet. And so what's happened is we followed the diet, um, we went through the challenge protocol and we found that Carter was intolerant to amines and his um, was so interesting, right? And it sort of starts to articulate between like what's just his normal personality and what was the food intolerance And so he was still like stubborn and argumentative and right and annoyed his sister. He still did all of those things even on the low chemical diet. But what changed is the intensity in his face. Like he didn't seem so wound up or like just like, oh, on the verge of exploding. He just, he was much calmer, um, not subdued, but you could just see that the crazy had gone from his eyes. And um, it was amazing, amazing to see. And um, and so now that we know what he's intolerant to is we can start to manage that moving forward. And so Carter's 11 now. It was his birthday this week. And so we're going to talk to him 
in the next episode about how he's found the process of learning about his intolerance to amines. And he's going to be really honest with you because it hasn't been easy and he doesn't like it. Um, And it's been hard. It's been hard on him. And, yeah, I just want you to hear from him just so you can get perspective on what your kids might be feeling if you're deciding that this is a process you want to do with them. But please definitely... um, If you're thinking about it, please get in contact with the Healthy Eating Clinic um, and book an appointment with my pediatric dietitian, Michelle. She's so fab and can guide you through this process. But that is it for today's episode. This is Kate Freeman, who put her son on a low chemical diet and... We, we learn a lot of things. But have a great day. Reach out to me if you've got any questions and we'll see you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.